today I will share with you the passage in Luke, Gospel of Luke, verse chapter 7, uh, verse 1 to 16. I will not re I'm not reading everything because it's a long passage. I uh, just like to do a kind of introduction and uh, the thing that God put in my heart. So here in this text, in this 16th verse, we see two stories. The first one was a Roman centurion. He was a good man, full of love for the people of Israel. He's a very generous man. He built up the, the synagogue for, for the Jews. Um, very good man. Then one of his servants, that one he was, he loves a lot of his servant, was sick, about to, about to die. Then he spoke with the elders of Jews. Can you ask Jesus to come and to pray for him because he's almost, he's almost died? And then the, the elders, the elders of Jews went to, to, to ask Jesus. And, the, and then the pastor says that they ask earnestly, please, Jesus, come with us. He's a good man. He's a very generous man. He loves our people. He helped us to, to build up the, to build the, the synagogue. And then Jesus, Jesus said, okay, I'm going with you guys. Then uh, in verse 5, the, 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 the word says, verse 6, sorry. Uh, so Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself for I do not deserve to have you under my roof. That's why I didn't not even consider myself worth to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For myself, for I myself, and a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell one, go, and he goes. I tell another one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. Verse 9, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him, and turning to the crowd following him said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Then the man who had been had had been sent sorry, then the man who had been sent returned to the house and found the servant well. Let's pray. Lord, I, I thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you for this amazing time of worship, time of intercession. I believe, God, that uh, even though we, we are scattered in different places of the UK and the world, you are with us because we are united in your name, Lord. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, fill our lives. Do what just you can do in our lives. Strengthen the weak. Renew the, the, the strength of your people, Lord. Do uh, uh, renewing the, in the hope, in the, renewing in the faith, Renewing the in the in the in the everything that your your people needs, Lord. Do what just you can do. Take my life and use me as you want in Jesus' name. So the first story. So the man is a good man, full of faith, full of um, generosity, a guy who loved the people of Israel, and uh, a good man, a, a, a typical. Good believer, I would say like this. Normally we came to, to the service, we came to, to the church, and normally we, we, we listen to, to messages like this. Keep your faith. Last week, I, I, last week, two weeks ago, 
I prayed about this. Patience and faith. Keep your faith. Don't give up. Keep steadfast. We, we, we hear a lot of messages like this. And the centurion, he was the, the, the kind of people like this. He was a good man, full of faith. Generous. A good heart. He loved the people of God. And then Jesus was, okay, I will go. And then before Jesus arrived in the centurion's house, he sent a messenger. Please, Jesus, I'm not worth to have you under the same roof of me. It is the reason I didn't go myself, because I'm not worth. And, uh, but I know, if you just send a word, just a word, my servant will be healed. So, two, three, four qualities this guy had. He was generous. He was a rich man, important man, generous. He was a humble guy. Because when he looks to, we, he, he, he sent a message to Jesus. He wasn't saying, oh, you know, I am the guy. I, I did this. I did that. No. The, the, the elders of the Jews mentioned this. But he didn't mention anything. He was a humble guy. He had a good heart. And, but I think the main thing that this guy had, it, it was his faith. God, Jesus, sorry, Jesus was amazed about his faith. Jesus was, wow, even in Israel, I never saw faith like this. Can you imagine? Few occasions in the Bible, you see Jesus amazed. Very few occasions. occasions. Jesus was amazed. Jesus was, wow. This guy is a guy full of faith. He understood how the, the spiritual, spiritual realm works. He understood that uh, Jesus even needed, don't need to, to, to lay hands over his servant. It was necessary just a word, send just a word. The word, your word, Jesus, is enough. I believe this, guys. I believe this, people of God. Tonight, even one word, that God from you can change your circumstances, can bring healing for your life, can bring, can bring restoration for your family, can bring hope for the hopeless, can change your life because the word of God has power to change our life. It's a blessing. Then this guy, he was like this, full of faith, full of hope in Jesus. He was you know, like a superhero of faith. He, he was a guy who, you know, I would like to be like this. You know, a guy, just a word, Lord. Would be good if we always felt like this. Would be good if always we had this kind of faith. Would be good if always we are full of confidence. I'm a Brazilian. Uh, we need uh, many times. I, I heard people from UK when they go to Brazil, they they do a kind of comment. Oh, you know, the people in Brazil are so open. We preach over there. They they drink what we preach. They are so thirsty. They are they they want God like nowhere in, in the world. They need God. Then I always say the same thing. It's because in Brazil. We need God more than we can imagine. If you complain about UK politicians, go to Brazil. And then you are going to understand what is uh, the, the, the bad politicians. Right now, we are in the middle of a terrible crisis. 
And uh, we are seeing, even in the UK, a lot of the news about the new virus in Brazil, new, new strength, new variety of the, the virus. And then the governments, the, the politicians, instead of to be concerned about the people, they are concerned about themselves. And then we, we see ourselves without hope when we see to, when we look to the government. Then we need to look to God. Because if you do not have a good system, a good politicians, good government, we need to rely totally in our God. And I think we are going through a time in our life, in our lives, that we are seeing a lot of things that used to be very solid, very strong. And now we are seeing that a lot of things in the world are shaking. Then we need to, to have faith. We listen a lot of this kind of message. Have faith. Don't be afraid. Don't, don't give up. Be brave. I love this kind of message. But after this story with the centurion, we see in the verse 11 another story, the second story. Maybe, maybe it is the main point. The, the first one I just mentioned because it's a kind of introduction. But the second story is about the, the widow of the city of Nain. And the word of God says, I will read for you verse 11, from verse 11. Soon afterward, not far from, not long after the miracle with the servant of the centurion, Nain to Capernaum was more or less 30 miles, 31 miles, so it's not, it wasn't a big distance. So very after the, the, the miracle of the healing of the servant of the centurion, Jesus went to the city Nain. Soon after, Jesus went to a, a town called Nain, and his disciples and large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a large crowd from the town was with her. When, Lord, when the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, don't cry. Then he went out, he went up and touched the coffin and those carrying it. And he said, young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. I don't believe in the Bible. I don't believe in that in the Bible there are coincidences. Everything in the Bible is here for a purpose. Why? One, the first, the first story about a man of faith, a man who had a faith to say, Jesus just sent a word and my son, my, my, my servant will be restored. And the second story we see the widow, the widow of Nain. She didn't pray. She didn't ask anything. She wasn't even aware that Jesus was looking to her. She didn't know, but she didn't see Jesus, but Jesus saw her. Maybe today you are like that widow. You know, you, you know, you have to pray, but sometimes we know we have to pray, but we, we can't pray. I don't know if you have this kind of experience. 
You understand, I have to pray more. But sometimes we don't know where I should start, where I start my prayer. You know, every time I see this passage, my heart fills with, uh, with joy, with love, with hope. Because Jesus saw that situation. Can you imagine? T try to imagine the pain, the hurt in that widow's heart. She lost her husband in a society where the, the, the man was, you know, the patriarch, the, 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 the big guy with his husband. She, her husband passed away. And then she had her son. Okay, I lost my husband. At least I have my, my son now. And then she lost her son. I can imagine how that widow was feeling. I can imagine, or maybe it is difficult to imagine, what that widow was feeling that moment, the pain in her heart. But Jesus looked to her with compassion. The, the, the word here in, the, in my Bible, in some, Bible, in some versions say, his heart was full of compassion. And here, his heart went out to her. And he said, don't cry. I don't know you, but every time I see a lady crying before me, I do anything. Please don't cry. Everything's going to be all right. Oh, you're a good woman. Please don't, don't cry. God has a purpose. God is going to change the situation. But I have no power to change anything. But when Jesus said to that lady, don't cry, he was saying a place of power and authority because he has the power, he had the power, and he still has the power to change everything. And then when he said to her, don't, don't cry, he stopped the funeral procession. Try to imagine it. Such power, such authority stopped this procession. Stop, he touched the, the, the coffin, and he said to the, 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 the boy, young man, I say to you, wake up. And then the boy who was dead sat down. Wow. Mercy, power, authority, that is God has for me and for you. Maybe you are going through a time in your life that you don't feel like... Uh, the best believer in the world. Sometimes we feel that, uh, you know, oh, I, I used to be better. I used to pray more. I used to feel more the presence of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you don't feel qualified to receive everything that God has prepared for you because I think some believers, even with good intention, when you are not good, when you are feeling bad, normally people say to you, are you praying? Did you release? The, did you forgive that person? Are you okay? Are you in sin? I remember a guy once, he, he told me, you know, when I see people going through a lot of trouble, the first thing I understand is in sin. And I looked at that guy, I rebuke his mouth because, you know, there is no point. If we are going through a difficult time, it means that I'm in sin. Sometimes it's true, but. Most of time is not true. Most of time we, we, are going, we are facing difficult time. And then it's not because I'm in sin. It's not because God forgot about me. 
It's because a situation where I know God is going to manifest his power and his glory over my life. But the enemy wants to accuse you, wants to feel, make you feel bad, to say to you, you know, you don't have the faith of the centurion. You have no faith because the centurion, the centurion is the guy who has a lot of faith. You have no faith. You are a weak person. I want to tell you tonight, do not accept any kind of accusation of the enemy over your life in Jesus' name. Do not accept it. The enemy is a liar. The enemy is under our feet in Jesus' name. God has a plan for our life. Maybe you are not seeing God. Where is God? Where is God in all this situation? Where is God when I lost my job? Where is God when this, the, the, the society is going through a chaos? Where is God? Where is my promise? I'm not seeing God. I want to tell you, maybe you're not seeing God. Maybe you're not seeing Jesus. But Jesus is always seeing you. He's looking to you right now with a heart full of compassion. Tonight, the word of God put in my heart is for you who is struggling, who is struggling with depression. You know, a lot of people cannot understand the pain. They struggle with a person with depression. In the past, I was ignorant. I, every time I heard about a panic attack, I used to say, ah, oh, come on. How is possible? A believer to have panic attack. How is it possible? A believer in Christ to have depression. Oh, no way. Go pray more. Then I saw with my own eyes some people that I love so much going through terrible times, emotionally speaking. We have patience. If you have a problem in your heart, there is a cardiologist for your heart. If you have a problem in your bones, there are doctors for this. There are specialists for everything. But when you have problem in your mind, when you have problem in your heart, no heart, physical heart, but in your emotions, a lot of people have no passion, patience, sorry, patient has no compassion. A lot of people are so strict. So, oh, come on, pray. But today, God spoke to me, tell to my people, Tell to my son, tell to my daughters, if you're struggling, if you feel alone in the middle of a crowd like that widow was, my eyes are over you. My eyes are over your situation. You are not by yourself. God, Jesus, he's with you. I have good news for you. If you don't know how to pray, Sometimes, my friends, I, I know I have to pray more, but, you know, sometimes my prayer is like a, a groaning, groaning. Lord, I want to pray, but I'm lost for words. Where I start? I'm lost. I, but I want to tell you in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, the word of God says, the Spirit help us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray, but the Spirit of God intercedes for us with groaning too deep for words. Sometimes you don't, you don't do the very eloquent prayers. Lord, you are lost for words. 
you don't know where to start. I'm not saying to you, you don't need to pray. If you can pray, pray. But I want to tell you that you are struggling with your prayer life. Don't be mad about yourself. Don't accept the accusation of the enemy because Jesus can bring today restoration for your spiritual life. Maybe you are seeing the dreams of your life, the promise of God. You are looking like that uh, widow, seeing her son in a coffin going to be buried. And I want to tell you, God, Jesus, is powerful to change everything in your life in Jesus' name. Don't give up today. Do not give up. Even if you don't, right now, you're not able to perform uh, a very good practice of uh, spiritual life. You know, it is good when we see people full of energy, full of passion, and sometimes we are going very low moods, very sad, struggling. And I want to release this word for your life today. God is powerful. God is full of compassion. God is full of love for you. He never will give up. He never. The word of God, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. God is with you. I want to read a verse. In Isaiah, the book, the prophet Isaiah, chapter 57, verse 15. It's a beautiful passage. One of the, the most beautiful passages, in my opinion, because it expresses some very good things about God. Uh, Isaiah 57, verse 15. For this... For this is what the high and the loft one says. He who lives forever, whose name is holy. I live in a high and holy place, but also with him who is contrite and lowly in spirit. To revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. Think about that. Our Lord, our Lord. His might, his holy. He lives in the heavens. He's almighty God, but he also lives. He abides in us. He lives. The word of God said, but also, I live in the high and the holy place, but also with those who is contrite and lowly in spirit. Don't let the enemy. Trick your life anymore. Don't let the enemy bring lies to your mind saying, oh, you know, you do not have enough faith. You do not have enough understanding of the word. That centurion, yes, he was full of faith. He was full of understanding of how the spiritual realm, spiritual realm works. But you, you are so lowly. You are so contrite. You are so hopeless. You feel, where is your family? Where is the promise? Where is your dreams? Another year, 2021, the same. Just a continuation of what was happening in 2020. Do not let the enemy 
bring lies to your heart tonight. God, bring this word for me. Keep your faith, yes. Think about the spiritual positioning of the centurion. Wow, as a man of faith, humble heart, generous man. Yes, congratulations to him. It's good to be like him, to understand that God just say the word, Lord. Say the word and my life is going to be completely transformed. Amen, I believe that. But do not forget, the God of Centurion is the same God of the widow of Nain. The God of those who are full of faith tonight is also the God of those who are struggling to keep your head out of the water. Is the one who never will leave you, never will forsake you. He's here tonight. I believe the Holy Spirit is here tonight. It's not by accident you are watching this message tonight. It's not by accident you are watching this message, even if it's not alive. God brought you today. God connect this message to you tonight to tell you that is hope. That is hope. Our God is a God full of compassion. Our God is full of love. There are a lot of people in UK, in London. There are people all over the world like that uh, widow. People who do not understand spiritual things like we do. People who thinks, they think they are by themselves. Who cares about me? Who cares about my problem? Jesus cares. Jesus loves you. Even if you don't fit in a lot of things in this society, you fit in Jesus' heart. You fit in the heart of Jesus Christ. He has power to change your life, to change your circumstances. And I'd like to pray to you for you tonight. I want to tell you, don't give up of your life. Don't give up of your walking with God. Maybe you don't know God. Maybe you are struggling with your problems, your circumstances, and then you feel, oh, if there is a God, why am I going through this situation? A couple of weeks ago, I visited a very dear lady. She's an elderly. And then I, I was visiting, visiting her in the day of her, her, her birthday. Then I said to her, congratulations, happy birthday. The lady told me, I wish I was dead. And I told her, why you wish you were dead? Because my life is going through a hell. Because my life is a mess. She, she was really going through a terrible moment in her life. She was facing a difficult time. And I told her, sister, please don't say that. God's going to change the circumstance. And uh, after one week, I met her, and she was happy. She was asking me about Donald Trump. What's happening? What's happening about Donald Trump? Donald Trump, he lost, blah, blah, blah. And I want to tell you, maybe you want to die. Don't want to die. You will not die. You will live, and you see, will see the work of God in your life in Jesus' name. Let's pray. I want to pray to you. I hope you understand my point. Doesn't matter if you feel like a centurion or if you feel like a widow. God, Jesus, 
He loves us both. If you are strong or if you are weak, if you feel entitled or you feel not entitled, God loves you. 